Good morning and welcome to Channel 2 Broadcasting. Today at 11.30, The Open-Minded Skeptic. And uh, with him today is me. My name is Carl Vincent. It's good to see you again. And I'm so glad that we had a chance to enter this room and talk again about something that's going to be completely unbelievable unless you want to join along. Very well. Let's get started. What is today's subject? Today's subject will be... Zombies. 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 Can you believe it? The Walking Dead. There's no such thing, but we could prove that there can be. I can't believe I'm actually holding an accent without screwing it up and making it Jamaican. That's all right. I'm over here giggling my pants off at myself. It's you lost yours, so I'll lose mine. Yes. Hello and welcome to the right. open-minded skeptic. <laughs> Good so, morning, Mr. Kevin. Good morning. I'm How glad you? you made it over. Thank you, thank you. This is a, this is a, a first. This is um, your topic, which is nice yeah. for change. This is my, your show. Uh, well, through you, you you've been very gracious to allow oh, me. Go on more. To, uh, <laughs> this is the vicarious please, please show. Don't stop. Please don't stop for me. <laughs> Welcome to the open-minded skeptic. May you remain open-minded as you seek the answers to. Welcome to the Open Minded Skeptic with your hosts, Phil and Sir. Welcome to the Open Minded Skeptic. May you remain open minded as you seek the answers to life's mysteries. So let's get started. Um, well, here we are in the Connecticut Detainment Lab. Yeah, Connecticut Zombie Detainment Lab. Yeah. We're, uh, we've had a small outbreak. Yeah. So far, it's uh, contained to one individual. And uh, she's in the back. She's, she's in the back. She's not feeling too good. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't even think she knows where she is because she's now a zombie. So yeah. a lot of zombies don't have uh, brains or memories. or That's probably why they're always looking for brains. That's a very good point, though. Do yeah. you think that they, since they long for them and they know where the brains are, yeah. When they find them, they seem to know immediately to chomp on your scalp. Right. Do they? Do, do you believe that? First of all, do you believe that zombies have any memories of earlier day life or daytime or Ooh, that's day? A, that's a good question. Um, their life. You know what? I I never even gave that any thought. I, I will say this: watching The Walking Dead. Um, through my wife. I don't watch, like I've said before, I don't watch TV. So Yeah, that's right. I, I, I eavesdrop. I hear her listening, and then I go, what's going on here? Who's this character? Why is that? <laughs> I've, I've asked since the beginning of the show, how did the zombie outbreak happen? Right. But what I've noticed in the show, when a person first gets infected, they seem to retain some cognizance of their memory and existence. And the further along they get... And the more debilitated physically they just, become. Just so you know, it's cognizance. Cognizance? <laughs> it's not cognizance, it's cognizance. Sorry, go ahead. So they did. They, Put that in there for posterity? That's no, right. No, prosterity. That's Pro- the way you say it. Prosterity. Prostatary. My uncle said that. Oh, yeah, this is for posterity. No, it's not. 
It's a microphone to record our wedding. It's so austerity. You dumbass. Yeah. But then again, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You can tell. So, <laughs> so they retain what what they are about. They just have no clue why now shortly. they're so uncomfortable. Yeah, and it, it, shortly. And, and again, watching the show, I guess it makes sense that once they get that infection, they slowly give into it or they quickly give into it. But through the process, they lose their ability to move, their ability to do things, and their ability to even recognize their human traits. I wonder so, if, if their soul goes on. Uh, religiously, the soul goes on until the body's dead. So, But the dead is walking. Well, look at people with lobotomies. They're technically... Who could have been staying, yeah, lawyer? There you go. So there, there's a good. medical medical zombification in a way. Yeah. You know, um, I think we're jumping ahead a little bit, but no, no, that's very that was a very good point too. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I mean, do I zombies always, have souls? I, I would say yes. I uh, my my upbringing and teaching was that yeah, that as long as the body's alive, it has a soul. Okay, we should. Uh, put out a warning here that the cat is rumming free and you're going to hear noises of him being fascinated by birds outside or since he is a fan of Phil he might come over and tug on all of his cords and other body parts so beware yeah I got all kinds of things dangling off me so (laughs) (laughs) Um, so let's go on to the main deal here yeah 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 we're definitely discussing zombies yep Voodoo zombieism. Okay. There uh, obviously is a spiritual ritual called voodoo. It's uh, Haitian. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in the islands. It's here in America, down south in the Florida area. And it comes originally from Africa. And there is a process where a voodoo priest could convert somebody into a zombie. Or at least it's believed. And they wouldn't, and, would they call it a zombie like we know zombie or well, is that where the word comes from? Yeah, the word comes, I, I believe the word actually comes from the, uh, the African dialect of, of voodooism okay. uh, and that's, and they came over here. Um, as a matter of fact, a movie was made with Bill Pullman called the serpent in the rainbow where, yes. yeah. And that's based on a true story where a actual anthropologist wanted to find out why people were susceptible to zombieism right and he figured it had to do with some sort of a natural substance some sort of like a drug inducement or uh you know a topical like a plant or something he didn't know what it was but he wanted to get to the bottom of it and in the movie there's a whole spiritual aspect that he wasn't prepared for that plays into it but yeah what he what ended up coming out was it seems that they are able to manipulate people through the use of um, a blowfish poison that's been, you know, dried and powdered. And how do you figure that out? I, it's like anything. How do you know what caveman? Ate, you know, how do we figure out? Dude, this is safe to eat. That's not safe to eat. Somebody had to have done it. And they're like, okay, yeah. well, we'll put those aside and not eat those ever again. Billy, let me have that blowfish. I but, have an idea. Yeah, I mean the Japanese. Eat blowfish uh, and sushi, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of people die from it because if it's done improperly, the uh, gland could open up and poison all the meat, and then you end up intoxicated and dead. So somehow, the same blowfish in the Caribbean is um, dried out, turned yeah. to a powder, and 
they just know how much to apply and it causes people to uh go into a state of almost like a like a coma where like, like sally back here <laughs> like behind sally. the wall absolutely that's sally you hear in the background by the way yeah as a matter of fact there was a case uh not only was that based on a true story yeah there was a case study uh, of a guy named uh, Renee's, uh, Claudius Renee's in, in uh, Haitian, in Haiti, excuse me. Yeah. He's Haitian. Uh, he disappeared after 18 years. They did a funeral. He died. He had a funeral. He was medically examined. Uh, there was even paperwork produced that he was dead, declared dead. Right. And being Haitian, or excuse me, being in Haiti, they don't have the same embalming practices or everything. They just bury the dead as quick as possible because to prevent them from rotting and stinking. Right. Um, and that's what they did. So he was buried and uh, disappeared. And then eight, 18 years later, he walked back into his village, still kind of in a zombie-like state, kind of didn't know where he was, disoriented, uh, almost like staggering, like somebody was drunk would be. Um, yeah, and uh, it's been documented. This guy actually came back from the dead and said that he was a zombie slave to a voodoo master at work in his fields cleaning his house and stuff you, like that. you thought blowfish just got big and puffy <laughs> no they can be used <laughs> they can be used tell tell your spouse you got something for her to sniff <laughs> and and the, i think the spiritual aspect of it in voodoo is that they believe that you know that, that their soul has departed and they're the reanimated dead so i think there i think there's a, a willingness to uh comply to the voodoo priest or to the the master who's right. controlling the zombie person you think that's like a matter of fear and um possible fear yeah i mean they, they, they he said that he was physically abused as well so i'm sure that there's a level of do this abuse. or die yeah, yeah and maybe constant drugging to right. you know keep it um uh, you know, I, I mean, look at drug addicts. Um, so, you know, there's people are just addicted to certain drugs and will do anything to get another. To get hit. another. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they just become willing servants in order to get that next hit. And, uh, and maybe this is an unwilling version of what happens in, right. in Haiti. And again, yeah. that's and those people become zombies themselves, led by. But I mean, you have zombies, people that are walking down the street with iPhones in their hands. Yeah, yeah. You know, just Techno. those are corporate zombies. Techno, or, yeah, yeah, techno zombies. Yeah, just elitist uh, yuppie zombies, and they just walk and, you know, and if you get their attention, they're like, oh, yeah. New mm -hmm. York State actually is either passing a law or just passed a law that uh i think it's an assault if you uh, are not paying attention you walk into somebody with an iphone if you're like looking down at your iphone texting or you know just looking at the screen and not paying attention to where you're walking it's some yeah. sort of an assault charge now awesome like a misdemeanor assault charge i love it i love it because you're not paying attention yeah, yeah that's true now what if two people smash into each other and they're looking at their iphones you got your iphone into my you Samsung. See, yeah, you, you got my Samsung in my iPhone. Hey, it's a Samsung. <laughs> it's a Samsung. <laughs> um, I would think that you would have to look at the phones and see who was looking at something more legitimate. <laughs> Is it legitimate regardless if it's a legal matter or, you know, some silly video or text or the fact that they're not they have to conducting be conducting themselves in a safe manner. The, if so you does have, it really matter? Well, if you doing? have two people who hit each other that are looking at phones, you have to go with the guy who is donating to charity over the guy who is looking at the woman going, sitting on the toilet. <laughs> sitting on the toilet. 
sitting at the toilet, you know. And flush. And flush. <laughs> there was an Ebola victim uh, who returned from the dead. Really? In a body bag. He was in a body bag. Uh-huh. He died from the Ebola virus, and they pronounced him dead. They checked yep. him out. They checked his pulse. No pulse whatsoever. No nothing. Yeah. No kidding. Sat up and was like, why am I in the bag? What is the deal? <laughs> Unzip the bag. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine that? Unzipping? Oh, my gosh, yeah. And first of all, bowl is so nasty. You're just, like, bleeding from, like, your pores and your nose and your eyes. And so imagine somebody like that sitting up. I think I'd smack him with a shovel. <laughs> just to make sure. You tell Bernie we're not interested. <laughs> So Bernie put his sunglasses on and set him back down again. But that happened. That actually happened, they say. Oh, my God. That's crazy. This that, is, that would really freak me out. That would truly, truly freak me out. There was a three-year-old girl who woke up from the dead at her own funeral. Uh, yeah. I, she died from a massive fever. She was pronounced dead. Yeah. They hadn't done any of the, the embalming goodies yet. Yeah, yeah. And this is all hearsay because all of this information comes from the World Wide Web. Now, that's so it has to question. be true. It has to be true. I got to interrupt. Sure. My question is, and you answered part of it being off the, the web, but my question is, what year did this happen? This happened. What country did this happen in? America. And America. Supposedly in America? Supposedly in America. Okay. What was the year that this supposedly happened? This is something like 2015. Well, with that information, then, what was her religious background? Because there are some people in America that refuse to do, you know, traditional embalming and other uh, they didn't, uh, burial techniques. They didn't say. And this, this of course, is coming from me typing into Google okay. real-life zombie stories. Got it. Got but it. there are a couple, and if not more, of kids or adults that have been pronounced dead. They have a wake, and during the wake... They wake. Right, right. And it's like, what the? Yeah. See, now, I, I'm going to have to say, historically, if you look back, especially like in the Victorian age when they would make coffins, Edgar Allan Poe bought one of these types of coffins where they would have alarm systems where if the person yeah. woke up in the grave, they could ring a bell or a horn or something and to alert a, the grave digger. There was yeah. an air pipe. An air pipe so they up. could breathe. And Edgar Allan Poe had bought one, but yeah, he was truly declared dead and they didn't need to use it mm-hmm. um but it was a big problem that people would either suffer I, 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 suffer some sort of like either maybe like a, a mini coma when right. like four or five days they're completely out and then you get or, a dumb guy who's not paying attention at right. the autopsy area yeah going look dead to me yeah, well, exactly i mean you're talking like about sitting on the toilet <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean during the victorian age doctors we're only allowed to examine a woman from her neck to her face or from her wrist to the tips of her fingers. They weren't allowed to undress them right. because of the yeah. religious attitudes they had and the, the very strict um, attitudes of... Uh, other genders. Well, not other genders. I'm just trying to think of what it's... Uh, modesty. Thank That's you. That's what it was. Perfect word. They're very, very modest about things. Yeah. And uh, so, so, you know, they're... They didn't understand. It was against the law to uh, open up a body. It was against the law to dissect a dead body because of religious reasons. 
So, you know, when books came out like Dr. Frankenstein, Mm -hmm. um, that was completely taboo because they were breaking not just religious laws, they were breaking, uh, you know, civil laws and and civil stereotypes. And everything. Yeah. That's amazing, too, because Frankie is the first zombie, in my opinion. You think so? I think he would count as the first, not Nosferatu. Nosferatu's. Not, not well. He's he's different. Toddy. He's the living dead through vampirism. Yeah, so that's which a, is mix. a different kind of category altogether. So, in my opinion, yeah, I think you think he was the first. You think? I, I think Mary Shelley wrote the story about the first uh, zombie in in cinema slash okay cinema novel slash novel. All Who right. do you got? You got something ahead. Of I got that. something even older. I got a Bible reference. Oh yeah, I was going to ask you because I'm I'm no pun intended not that well versed in the Bible. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's all right. <laughs> but um, get back to church life. I do What's need to. I got a Bible, and I I read it whenever I can find it, and I'm terrible with it. And God forgive me. But I'm Cardinal O'Connor from New York Diocese. I'm back from the dead to tell you hey! get back to church life. <laughs> hey, happy St. Patty's Day recently. <laughs> I thank you very much. <laughs> Is that a green? I'm, I'm going to go back to heaven now. <laughs> oh, okay, God bless you. Have a safe safe flight. <laughs> So what? Uh, so, well, real quick. What does medical, it say in the? Uh, okay, let me. What, what do you want to do with the medical first? I, well, the medical. I was going to say. I think that maybe, especially with the Victorian age, people. I, I mean, you're talking the most extensive that they would do to check to see if a body was dead was put a mirror to their nose to see if they could see it breathing. Yeah. So you didn't see a breath, maybe because it's cold. Maybe the mirror wasn't. Ref- they weren't close enough. Oh, person's dead. So, you know, that's really, you know, they didn't check a pulse or anything else. And person's dead, put them on a slab and bury them. Poor guys. Can you imagine waking up in the... Yeah. And, and, and again, now you're coming from, you know, basically out of the Renaissance, which came out of the Dark Ages. Now we're moving into the Industrial Age, the Victorian Age. Science kind of was like, hey, listen, the dead body's going to start rotting and putrefying. We got to get in the ground as fast as possible. So even though they thought they were very smart and intelligent, yeah. it was still bury a person as fast as you can. We don't want to catch this. Hence why we started doing wakes was just in case the person woke up. Hence the word wake? Really? I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. That I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know. But I imagine maybe the person might wake up and that's where wake came from. And, yeah. and really quick side note, um, I have to tell you this. There's a song by Devin Townsend called Awake. Okay. And all this time I'm trying to figure out, because I'm a doof with songs. Most people are like, don't you listen to the music? No, I listen to the lyrics and try to figure them out, what they're trying to think of. And it finally hit me like a week ago after listening to this song for three years. It's about a wake, not awake. It's a wake. And and that's what it's like. Dash wake. Yeah, and the lake awake. The, being awake. The right. chorus is um <laughs> awake, 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 I just died a little. Da-na-na-na-na. And I never understood huh. why did he die a little? And never thought about it until I was really listening to the words I want to be set free, um, a good place for you and for me or something. And now wake up and and hmm. so it's a zombie esque type it, of thing, yeah, but it's about yeah. awake. Nice. A-wake. Interesting. I was just like, hey, I'm proud of myself for figuring that sucker. Could be wrong, but that's what I'm going with for now. I think one of the oldest references that I could find would be in the Bible. Mm-hmm. In the Bible, in Jewish tradition, there was something called a golem. G-O-L-E-M. Okay. And I'm and there's 
You mentioned pretty, to this to yeah, me. Yeah, there's pretty before. close pronunciation of exactly how it's said in, in Yiddish, too. But anyhow, what it is is a um, basically a, a lifeless mass or a, like a glob that's brought to life by magic or incantations or uh, I can't say the word. Incantations? It's not incantations. It's incantations. It's called cold con. Cold calgon. Let's save that for posterity. <laughs> Incantations, <laughs> yes, magic. Um, so that's how this thing is brought to life. It's a soulless being, yes, who is now the servant of its master, whoever okay. created or whoever brought it to life. And the uh, the Jews, the, the Jewish tradition was that it was used kind of as a bodyguard. So it was usually made out of clay or dirt or stone. Um, hence, why it was kind of indestructible. Mm-hmm. And it's usually very big, lumbering kind of a thing so um but the also ancient jewish tradition or old jewish tradition was that they believed that adam was a golem because if you look at it the bible says god made adam out of clay right breathe life into him so so the belief was that god you know used you know like a magic uh, by breathing life into this clay form, mm-hmm. and he created Adam, and he was soulless. But so that's why he was obedient to God, and yet he, even though he was lonely, and God said, "All right, I'll make you a partner." He used his rib, so he created a second life form, Eve. But now she was created from previous life. So when, hence why she was a little bit less obedient. Yes, yeah. she wasn't. You know, the true golem creature so then later after you know god catches him in sin it says that now you've committed sin i'm going to send you to earth and you're going to have to bear children that the belief is that even though adam may have been soulless through the act of you know having sex and creating life in the womb at that moment the soul is locked onto the body the body develops around the soul right and and so ever since then all of adam's offspring have been with soul and closer to God and connected to God that way. But yeah, there was, a, and, and, and the reason they say that is in Psalms 139, it, it talks about the golem being alive for like 12 hours wandering around the garden. And uh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So that would be. And that's, and that's, again, ancient Jewish teaching and tradition was that Adam was the golem and Adam was the obedient creation of God. The soulless creation. So that would of God. be the first. Not you can't really call that a zombie. You just call that a mindless creature, right? Right. But the but the golem later, you know, later on became kind of a soulless uh, creature that was mindless and and just did whatever he was told. And like I said, he was used as a bodyguard. So a lot of times there would be. Um, uh, well, again, this is probably why in the ancient world, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming here, but in the ancient world, they always had like guardians at houses that were made of stone or clay or bricks, and they were always very large. The thought was that somehow by using magic or uh, you know uh, some kind of a medallion, you could bring that creature to life, and they would be the protectors of the person living in the home. So would that count because uh, Adam wasn't dead before he became alive again? No, but he was an inanimate mass. He was he was earth and clay. And then and that's the thing that about the golem. The golems are always right. made out of inanimate material. Earth, clay, stone. So that's but but again, I mean that's just their teaching. We we look at it a little bit differently, but 
similar. So that's, uh, but it also explains how things have changed. And um, you think this was in George Romero's mind when he did the classic? The classic what? The night before the night, the night before the, Christmas. The night before Christmas. <laughs> I'm Jaxie Ellington. <laughs> What's this? What's this? I can't believe my eyes. Night of the Living Dead. Oh, okay. So do you think George A. Romero was basing his stories off of history like that? Or Could be. You, or Frankenstein, maybe. Could be. I mean, because you look at zombies, they're, they're mindless, just uh, wandering around. But the only difference was to give it the scary effect, uh, they became brain eaters. That kind of brings it back into modern day about uh, eating. Right. And that goes right into your next story from China. There's activity in China considering zombies in 2012. Okay. Relating to the zombie lifestyle that we Zombie lifestyle that we've come to know and love. Okay. Angry taxi driver chowing down on a woman's face because she wouldn't pay the the tab? The tab. Wow. This happened in 2012 and and that makes me think, how angry do you have to be to start chewing on somebody? That's Well, let me ask you this, is that a cultural thing to to bite people? To take big chunks of their flight is that something the chinese do when they are angry or is it just that this guy watched one too many zombie movies and decided to just it's a very zombie-esque type of thing to do just it's very zombic zombic is that the way yeah well getting back into science if it's a scientific thing there's a spore what's it called I hate you. <laughs> is that the name of the spore, or is that just how you feel? No, that's a... That's, I, I can't even try to pronounce this. All right, I'll give it a shot. You you try it first, and then I'll repeat it. Well, why? So you could do better than I know Because you will. Ophiocordyceps um, you. unilateris. There you go. You said it perfectly. Let's, let's cut the rest of that nonsense out and okay. keep that in there. And it's a spore that... A fungus spore. Right. It's known to get into ants and possibly other insects, but definitely ants. It takes over their brain, and yeah. it literally makes the ant get out of uh, their little regular regime yeah. <laughs> and climb to the highest sunlit branch and leaf and then stick its head up. And then all of a sudden, once it's there in the sunlight, the spore consumes the ant's body so it could... Uh, Reproduce and send out more of its little sporlets. Yeah, so freaky. it literally takes over the ant's body and brain and makes it go wander off and do its what it wants it to do. And it's known to take over everything except for the organs yeah. and the muscles that... Because help, it's got to control. It's got to right. control the brain. So it takes over like... Isn't the, that uh, ingenious? Uh, scary ingenious. Yeah. Yeah. Evolution of, of, of a spore. But imagine if that took over something much more complicated like a, a mammal or a human or well yeah humans are in if, the animal if mammal. it's a big enough fungus among us well it doesn't take a big fungus to screw people up look at uh, look at stuff like uh you know mushies mushrooms mushrooms or or even uh you know the common cold and uh, some of that's caused by funguses and spores and molds um people have died from like black mold in bathrooms and you or you know, could get the henny what is the henny? H1N1. But still, yeah. And it's <laughs> it's scary that that could, you know, one day we're all going to stand on top of our houses at the sun and then become a plant. Basically, that'd be pretty gross. I mean, look at the way some dead bodies decompose. They cover mold and spores and everything else. 
and uh, become the earth again yeah. that day. There's a there's a lab. Um, I don't know where. It's a it's out in the woods, but they literally take corpses that are uh, people that donate their body to science, and they uh, put them out there, and just to see how a body would decompose. And I've seen photos of them, and they're, uh, you know, you can see the skeleton, you see the clothes are like worn out. But, yeah, yeah, gross. Well, you know, I guess uh, I guess the the question is then, you think they're. There's obviously some reality, and, and maybe maybe the fictional characters are based with some uh, real-life scenarios, such as the spores, such as, oh, the one thing we didn't touch on is uh, drug addiction and bath salts. Bath salts is the new way of getting a pizza without it being in a box. Ick. Talking about uh, face pie. It's been documented, and some of you might have heard it, that uh, bath salts and drug-induced psychotic real-life zombie attacks happen throughout our country. Yep. Three of them I know of. You can buy packets of bath salts with pretty stuff on it because it's not regulated. I'm sure it might be regulated by now, but it's not regulated by the... uh... I don't think they're the same bath salts. Oh, no, they're not. No. But it's just sad that... Yeah, People. the chemical bath salts. Yeah, they're just getting... Well, look at heroin. Heroin, almost the same thing. Um, Why do people want to get in the bath? For that five-second uh, whoop-de-doo that you won't remember in about an hour? Uh, yeah, I totally... I could see that. I could definitely see how it mind-altering personas could uh, make somebody either react uh, brainlessly or, or mindlessly, I should say, or, or be under the influence to do something. And that leads to conspiracies in my head where the U.S. government will, or any government, not just U.S., mm-hmm. would end up creating people that were so... Zombies? Zombek. Yeah. And uh, the zombies. <laughs> and they would, and they would, they would be mindlessly fighting... And not have to worry about... And they would be back from the dead. You really think back from the dead? No. Dead, or just more... I think people that were supposedly going to die. Here's what I would make a movie about. Uh-huh. People so far gone that they're going to pass away from something. Terminally ill. Yep. People that are terminally ill, given this bath salt mix, and become the super soldier. Mm. And and have a uh, army okay. of mindless... Well, you know the CIA back in the 50s and 60s did a lot of experimentation with different drugs, hallucinogenic drugs, LSD and whatnot. Timothy Leary. Timothy Leary. Uh, And uh, I'm not saying that they've never implemented anything. I don't know. I don't. But do you think maybe that was the idea? Well, I think think you're on the same page here. I think that was the idea was how can we influence... um, People, both soldiers to fight on our side, as well as people who we want to either provoke a riot or to create a uh, a sense of uh, fear and make them surrender. And they were looking for some sort of mind-altering substance that would create those different personas in the people. And by accident, they ended up creating nothing but a bunch of hippies and Woodstock. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But um, And some great musicians. Yeah, they picked up. I think it came out in the 50s for the U.S. government because it was found out that uh, the Blitzkrieg, everybody knows about the Blitzkrieg with uh, Germany invading Poland and uh, Czechoslovakia. Right. These guys were going nonstop. 
they they only basically stopped the fuel and kept fighting and going and they drove right through basically driving 48 72 hours straight and it was just and again it was it was always thought that it was oh these are the super soldiers this is the elite training that the germans have come up with it's recently been discovered that there was a roll of something that looked literally like tums and uh, it ended up being crystal meth. That's I heard about that. Yeah, the crystal meth is what the soldiers were all given, and the and it, and it was called uh, I don't know. It was, they, they I don't remember the name, but it was Rolades. Rolades. No, it was. They were told that it was for pep and uh, vigor, right. and um, whenever they were feeling down or feeling tired, to take these things, and so it created uh, a euphoric sense of indestructibility. Mm-hmm. Um, a lack of pain they were wide awake and up so alert so that's why they were so focused and yet so brutal at the same time and had no sense of of compassion when they came through a lot of these areas and i'm sure that the uh, ss people were doing the same thing especially in the in the yeah. camps um where you know the the atrocities the, the level of the atrocities and have to live these guys were living in those camps too so they'd have to smell that and see that day in day out they had to have been on something they had to have been taking something in order to dull in their minds dull absolutely dull just their minds. but yeah so i mean through through uh through crystal meth the germans were able to make a so basically a super soldier have you ever heard of con plan 8888 Yes, I actually have. You have? I have a PDF file of it. I, I know you do. It's a actual government response to a zombie apocalypse. Can you believe it? Yep. It exists. Yeah, I, when I was working for the Navy, uh, I came across this. Now, is this is this something that was made up just because the guy was bored? Do they firmly believe that this could happen? I was told... Uh, this is what I was told. I, I was told that if... Uh, it's one of these scenarios that if it's possible for society to see it as an issue, just like the UFO thing and dealing with aliens, uh, there, right. there's actually a response of how to deal with aliens if you come across one, you know, uh, what the government's going to do, what you're supposed to do as the individual soldier or person dealing with it. So as unrealistic as it is, they still have this protocol to be in a real situation. So I was told just in case, just in case. <laughs> now I was told this was more just a kind of a what if scenario, but then somebody else told me when I was at the Navy base and he was a much higher up. This was a, uh, a senior chief, uh, senior master chief, I think is the, the order they go in. He said, listen, he goes, the government doesn't ever waste their time making these protocol booklets unless they truly believe there's a reason for it. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is like the strength for me. But again, I think be, this is. It might not be the zombies that we're used to seeing on film of walking around eating brains to to su- sustain themselves on brains. But it may be back to more of the person who is, you know, heavily medicated or or even like Mad Cow. Mad Cow is a form of or Ebola is a form of. Um, zombieism that i think that this protocol was written for because these people are massively infected the infection is very contagious easy to to pass on and and it causes this mindless condition where people are just wandering around kind of stumbling over themselves have no sense of pain no sense of um 
that they're even alive and, and doing anything other than they want to hurt other people. Almost like rabies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I would, I would almost say rabies is another zombie-like disease. Because, it, again, it affects the uh, the brain. It affects the motor skills. And Makes it a zombatrician. Yep. But one other thing is uh, we didn't talk about, but real quick I wanted to throw in there, was uh, lobotomies. You know, talking about medical procedures are, are real turning life. people into zombies yeah and that's more along the lines of you know somebody who's brain dead but yet controllable so they they basically can't respond they have no free will and they're you know the way they did it back in the uh, 40s and 50s give a person a lobotomy all right go sit down i'll sit down all right it's time to eat dinner i'll eat dinner because they couldn't do it on their own anymore and it was to i don't know for anything from people having seizures and fits to you know uncontrollable uh, volatile individuals violent individuals and it was a way just to make them controllable without killing them i guess you saw what hannibal lecter did to ray Leota. <laughs> zombie con plan eight 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 disclaimer this plan was not actually designed as a joke during the summers of 2009 and 2010, while training Argentines from the local training squadron about the JOPP, members of the USS TRATCOM component found out, by accident, that the hyperbole involved in writing a zombie survival plan actually provided a very useful and effective training tool. And that's amazing to me that this is actually a document. And I downloaded the PDF, yeah. so obviously it's not classified anymore. It actually says yeah. unclassified at the top. But for the commander, name, rank, file, U.S. Yeah. And and you know, counter zombie dominance operations. Yeah, I think yeah. that's awesome and silly for some reason. But I guess you need it just in case. And, yeah, and again, I, I, again, I don't think it's going to be like World War Z. But I think it's more magic evil zombies. So they actually break down the different types of threats. Yeah. Evil zombies. magic zombies. <laughs> uh, space zombies. Space zombies. They're not joking around. They're they're seriously considering different ways that somebody or something could become zombified. And and you really look at the top one, the pathogenic form. Yeah. Again, we covered mad cow, Ebola. Bacterias, any bacterias, uh, rabies, a very those are. So this scenario is not hard to really perceive. It's you know? so weird. It's just a matter of it happening on a massive scale, like a <laughs> chicken rabies, zombies. chicken zombies. Although it sounds ridiculous, this is actually the only proven class of zombie that actually exists. So it's chickens that... And they just leave it at there. There's no further information. Oh, the first documentation by Jonathan M. Forrester on December 2006. Online article, Zombie Chickens Taking Over California. So we're going to take our military and go shoot some chickens. Holy cow. So there's, there's 33 pages. Um, try to, you can look it up yourself. Conplan8888. PDF file, just download it, help it see yourself. I want to print this sucker out and have a little book out on the table. <laughs> just have it ready for friend guests come Just over. in case somebody needs some light reading. <laughs> okay, where'd you get this? Nothing. I should put that back in the vault. See, before I leave the house, I just put out duct tape, rope, and a, and a knife. So this way if somebody breaks in, they're like, what the hell's going on in this house? <laughs> yeah, if you, ever, if you ever want to learn what to do about how to kill zombies, Zombieland. That's the movie to Zombieland? go. Zombieland? 
Nice. That's a. Did you ever see that one? No. No. Again, like I said, I'm not. I'm not a big. Uh, I got it. See, I, if if it was based on more like 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 they just read out that you know somebody was infected with something. If I understood how it, it seems like all the zombie movies from the Night of the Living Dead, they just show up, and now it's a matter of fight for survival. That's what annoys me. I'm one of these people. I want to see the origin. Then World War Z is for you. Is it really? With Brad Pitt. And that's why I didn't see it. I don't like Brad Pitt. Oh, he's gorgeous. That's why I don't like it. It's a dreamy hunk. Yeah. No, I got... I wanted to see it, but then I was like... My problem is movies nowadays, the commercials show you the entire movie. Why should I sit for another two hours to get the filler stuff that they didn't show? So you figured out already that Angelina Jolie did it. I did. Absolutely. Uh All right. Phil, I'm going to let this chick out. Okay. Sally, you're going to be coming out. Um, and the reason you're coming out is because uh, I thought we would all dance to Jonathan Colton's Rear Your Brains. And it's a song he did about zombies. JonathanColton.com. Check him out. Great music. Great. All right. Do you want to leave? No, I'm going to stand behind a chair in case she gets a little all crazy. Right, well, I'm going to go dance. Oh, you go dance. <laughs> Bye. Great show. <laughs> Thank you. Come on, sweetie. It's time to dance. Get May you always remain open-minded as you search for the answers to life's mysteries. Hey, you Tom, it's Bob from the office down the hall. It's good to see you, buddy. How have you been? Things have been okay for me, except that I'm a zombie now. Really wish you'd let us in. I think I speak for all of us when I say I understand why you folks might hesitate to submit to our demand. But here's an FYI you're all gonna die screaming. All we wanna do is eat your brains. We're not unreasonable. I mean, no one's gonna eat your eyes All we wanna do is eat your brains We're at an impasse here Maybe we should compromise If you open up the door We'll all come inside and eat your brains I don't wanna nitpick But is this really your plan? Spend your whole life locked inside a mall Maybe that's okay for now But someday you'll be out of food and guns And you'll have to make the call I'm not surprised to see you haven't thought it through enough You never had the head Bigger picture stuff But Tom, that's what I do And I plan on eating you slowly All we wanna do is eat your brains We're not unreasonable I mean, no one's gonna eat your eyes All we wanna do is eat your brains We're at an impasse here Maybe we should compromise 
back to my colleagues who were chewing on the doors. I guess we'll table this for now. I'm glad to see you take constructive criticism well. Thank you for your time. I know we're all busy as hell. And we'll put this thing to bed when I bash your head open. I mean, no one's gonna eat your eyes. All we want to do is eat your brains. We're at an impasse here. Maybe we should compromise. Open up the doors. We'll all come inside and eat your brains. All of Zerbinator's music and podcasts are under the Creative Commons license, which allows retelling and rebroadcasting as long as the author is notified and credited. For more great escape pods, please visit www.zerbinator.wordpress.com. If you would like to contact Zerbinator Land, you can send an email to instrumentally at gmail.com or give us a call at 571-408-ZERB or 9372.